So I'm from the dental school, and uh, the class that I teach is a first-year course. It's called the Scientific Inquiry and Decision-Making in Dentistry. Uh, we have 76 students. I don't have a TA. We, we do everything ourselves up there. <laughs> so it's a lot of work. Um, and the course is a very broad course. It's an introduction to the patient and to the culture of medicine. And a lot of focus and a lot of time the course is spent uh, dealing with uh, biostatistics, epidemiology, uh, reading scientific papers, interpreting the results. And most of our students come assuming that they'll never have to write essays and they're only going to treat patients. Uh, so we need to also make sure that our students are sensitive to the culture and to the individuals and the patients as people, not as just something that you give drugs to or do procedures to. So it's a challenge of balancing the culture of uh, medicine, the humanistic approach along with the science approach is uh, what I have to deal with in the course. So in the first uh, week of school, I actually get them to examine their own health beliefs and their biases they may have and they may bring uh, to practice. And I ground this in that if they do have biases, then they aren't collecting good data from the patient, so they may not be able to properly treat the patient. Uh, we've tried to uh, teach cultural competency, we call it, to the uh, students in the health sciences, and it's very tricky uh, because a lot of the materials that's presented are, are very, they just stereotype the patients. Uh, they're like these old videos, and the, the hairdos are really old, and the, you know, the students start laughing and making fun just at the, the actors, and it's not very good. So it's how do we do this? How do we create this? And they don't get to see patients for two years when they uh, get into dental school. So they're really anxious to do real dentistry and real medicine, but uh, we stick them in the classroom for two years. So this was a way to get them thinking about being sensitive to patient beliefs, to be able to practice listening to patients, to reflect on what the patients are saying, what they're bringing to the healthcare situation, and uh, using vital, uh, we did this in a matter of probably a week or two. Um, I was already into teaching the course and he said, you know, I saw this, let's give it a try and see what happens. So it is pretty easy. It isn't like it took a lot of time to get it developed. Our challenges were in teaching cultural competency, lectures really don't work. You can't just stand up and lecture about different cultures and you can't get the students to be competent in all cultures either. So it's a sort of mis named concept, I think. Um, as I said, the students don't have a lot of clinical experience. Uh, and the other thing I use, it's called a learning mnemonic uh, to sort of get the students to work through a culturally sensitive response, and I'll show you how we use that in the assignment. But this gave them a private space that they could you know, work with a sensitive topic and actually, I think, explore their own biases and beliefs and see how that may happen. And, uh, in selecting the videos that I used here, I've taught the course before and I have them write uh, their own uh, personal beliefs and examine their biases. And one of the things came out is that quite a few of the students, uh, one bubbled up to the top was they said, I would have trouble dealing with a homosexual patient. If I knew they were gay, that, that's going to be problems for me. Now, I was at least glad they said, I know this is going to be a problem, I'm going to have to work through it. But then that enabled me to sort of focus some of the videos in this area so I could select things to get the students to work on.
This is the uh, learning mnemonic, which is listen, explain, acknowledge, recommend, negotiate, involve, never negate, and gather. And this is what they're supposed to use when they're looking at the video. And what I'll do is go through here and show you what vital, how it works, how the students interacted, how a faculty interacts with it to see what it's like. And uh, this is the uh, faculty sort of front end. And there's uh, assignments, the digital library, the workspace. And you'll see that you can have different assignments come up. Uh, there was a list of all the students here saying whether they completed it, when they completed the assignment. And uh, then we can go through here and we'll view what an assignment would look like for a student. And I'm the student in this case. Okay? And uh, we can edit it to see how their working environment looks. So this is their workspace. And there's an assignment. And sometimes there's various assignments. But this one's on cultural competencies. And there's a space where they can write and then here's their instructions for their assignment. So they would look at this first. And you see here's this listening mnemonic. So I'm asking them to use that as a guide when they're looking at the video. And then to look at some other things. How would you do it differently? And we also discuss, uh, it's called HIPAA, you know, that privacy, confidentiality thing. So they're supposed to look at that issue, those issues too in, the, in these situations. So then they'll go through. Uh, and they need to have video clips. As you see, we don't have any yet, uh, which they can work with in their workspace. So they'll go to the library, the digital library, where I post the video clips that I want them to review, and they have their choice of which ones they want to work with. So this is a, a little clip from ER, and what we found uh, by watching ER is that there's these very small s subplots that go through the show, and they actually end up being about five minutes long when you put them all together, and they're all about a little patient encounter. And they were actually very good and very moving and engaging. So that's what we use, and they have different topics. So we pulled them out and we use them. And so what the students do is they watch the video, they can pick a start time and end time, they can name their clip, and take little notes about what the clip was about so they can remember. And this will help them when they're making, constructing their essay to put in evidence of you know, why they believe or what's going on. Now here you can see clicking the start time. Okay, and an end time. Okay, so now you have the start and the end time. You save your, collect, uh, your selection. And they can collect multiple clips as they go through. Okay. So once they're done uh, getting all of their clips, it'll go to their workspace. And now we'll go back to our workspace where our assignment was, and you'll see the clip that I made is now in that workspace. And they'll often do more clips. You'll see at the end, I'll show you a student example. Again, it goes through their instructions. And now they go to the essay area. And they begin to write uh, what they saw, reflect on what they're looking at, and then uh, insert a clip, uh, which will be evidence for that. Where do they access their notes from the original You can open up uh, the clip then. I did actually show you that. We could show you that later then.
it'll pop up, and then they can keep on writing, okay? And then they can save it, just to make sure they don't lose anything as the computer crashes or the network goes down in between, okay? And they can view what it would look like uh, when they present it, and you can see it changes it, it gives it a little name, the start and the end time, and when they click on this, it'll pop up and show the clip. And then when they're finished writing, they hit submit, and that ends up actually making a completed project. They can't go back and change it after it's been submitted. So you can save it in between. It's sort of like doing student online grading. Okay. Now if we go back to the assignment page, as a faculty member, I can go in and see uh, you know, ones that have been done, and then I can view them. I can view them online, or I can print them, and you can see that mine's completed. And if I view it, here it is, very short. I was surprised at how much the students actually wrote. Dental students aren't usually great at like sitting down and writing long uh, tomes on these things. But here's a student, uh, I asked him if I could use his. As a side, this was a, a very good student, first time ever happened too. Two weeks before the exam, he sent me a 30-page Word document where he went through every lecture, every objective, and wrote an answer, and then asked me if I could check it for him. I said, no, that's good, but I'm not going to check it. But <laughs> I never had a student do this before. <laughs> but he's very good in statistics, and he's, he's very good in epidemiology, and he did a very good cultural competence. And that's what we look for. We want you know, very culturally sensitive uh, clinicians. Uh, so this is his uh, assignment. I'm oh, sorry, back there assignment. And um, in his assignment, um, he actually um, was very reflective. And uh, they would, what I found is the students were able to identify the various parts in the assignment where they, uh, in the video clip, where the patient was maybe communicating something to the physician. The physician was not picking it up. And they would go back and reflect on how they would do it better. Uh, what was going wrong, and the, the part that I think is most important is um, what I need to come up with is to find a way to improve the assessment rubric. Um, how do I evaluate these? Um, so how do I grade these, and what do I do with them afterwards? And uh, to shake your head, so I actually, I'm looking to, we have a meeting, uh, cultural competency, where we have people from social work working with us uh, at the health sciences, and uh, this is where I think we can get a lot of input from them of uh, then how to bring the students back together again, address some of these uh, topics that they come up with and deal with that. Uh, we also, in the third year, this is when they begin to see patients, uh, they have a patient interviewing course where they actually tape each other. And so we want to be able to incorporate this again. So we're now talking with the faculty member in the third year and bring this back into the third year. And we may actually use some of the, the student videos of themselves and get them to critique that. Uh, but the, uh, the, the um, students, I found, uh, are very good. And I guess what we have to do is make sure that the, the virtual field work is actually carried out in the clinic. And uh, we also, I think, need to get our faculty to understand how to watch for these cues, because uh, they are monitored in the clinic fairly closely. We do see all the students uh, in our clinic. We have a lot of control over that, to make sure that they're implementing these. And they do realize that a lot of time, they know what to do, but it's the pressure of time 
when it comes to treating a patient that these other things slip by so there were quite pleased with the implementation we want to carry it a lot further is pretty easy to implement and start up but we need a lot more work in I think following up what to do with after the exercise is what we're going to be looking at now. Thank you. Thank you.